Private Lender Podcast, Episode 18. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Teddy KGB, who said, Pay that man his money. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Private Lender Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Baker, and I'd like to thank you for sharing your time with me today. I've got a good, great, no, not good, it's a great interview with Paul Ritter today from ScreenTheTenant.com and MyCreditTeam.com. What Paul does is helps investors, primarily, investors who deal with lease options and owner finance. And what he does is helps their tenant buyers become mortgage ready, puts them through a credit repair program, gets them to a point where they can cash out, refinance, and get a lease option or owner finance investor out of the deal, get them paid off, and let that tenant borrower move on, refinance with a conventional bank or a conventional-style mortgage, and then get the investor his his or her cash in the pocket to move on. Now, I myself do owner finance deals, and I don't want to be paid off necessarily. I like the note. And the long haul, I like the, the, the tortoise versus the hare approach. However, there are some instances where you need a quick exit. And well, I say quick, well, you know, within a year or two. And Paul and his team can certainly help with that. But before we get into the interview with Paul Ritter, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. The Private Lender Podcast is proudly sponsored by the following. The Realty Investment Community of Houston, or Rich Club, is the premier real estate association in Southeast Texas. The Rich Club provides its members with the education, resources, leads, and networking they need to earn more wealth with their real estate investments. The Rich Club has helped thousands of real estate investors realize their full potential, and they are ready to help you. Visit their website at richclub.org for more details. That's richclub.org. 713 Houston Area Real Estate Networking with Landon Rothstein and Ray Sasser. Come out and experience one of the fastest growing meetups of real estate investors. Visit privatelenderpodcast.com slash sponsors for more information regarding 713 Houston Area Real Estate Networking Meetup. And now, back to the show. And we're back. <laughs> Radio voice now. Anyway, uh, sorry for that little bit of dorkdom there. Uh, anyway, back to the show. Please go to privatelenderpodcast.com and click on the sponsors link to learn more about the Rich Club and 713 Meetup with Ray and Landon. Now, let's get to the heart of the matter, the core of the show, our interview, or sorry, my interview, I should say, with Paul Ritter. We are honored today to have Paul Ritter with us on the Private Lender Podcast. Paul has over 25 years experience in the mortgage and credit enhancement industries. Just like to take a moment and say, Paul, thanks for coming to the, uh, being on the show with us today and, and welcome. Well, thank you, Keith, and, and thanks for having me and looking forward to being informative, giving you a lot of information and food for thought. Excellent. That, that sounds good. Um, I, before we get too far involved, I was wondering if you could just uh, give us, uh, give us your, your origin story, your superhero story real quick, how you, uh, how you started and how you got to where you are today. Well, um, how I started, that would be a question for my mom and dad, but other than that, <laughs> actually, Keith, I'm one of 11 children, so there's a little bit of a story in itself right there. 
maybe for another show, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as business-wise, yeah, what uh, what we do here is is kind of unique, kind of special. My wife and I run the uh, screening business. We'll talk a little bit about that today. And we also have a credit repair business. And I'm also a real estate investor too. Uh, prior to doing all this, I was into mortgages for quite some time. I owned and operated a couple different mortgage companies. So um, it's, a, it's a background that kind of all leads itself down the highway to where we're at today, which is basically helping people uh, get into houses and, um, and, 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 and having them have an effective exit strategy so they can cash out. And that's, uh, I jumped at the opportunity to have you on because of your, the businesses, the mortgage industry, but also you are a real estate investor. And this ties in so well with private lending, owner financing, and, and, and the lease option strategies, which uh, are a little tricky in Texas. We can still do them, but by and large, other places in the country, lease options are a very viable uh, investment vehicle. And what your companies do is quite, um, quite fascinating, actually. Uh, so let's, let's, let's start with um, the, the screening side of things. What, uh, what services, how, how, does that, how does that play out for, let's say, a real estate investor who comes to you? Yeah, as, as far as lease option versus owner financing, I use the terms interchangeable. Um, they really are just a matter of, you know, how you control the property a little bit more, but that's okay. Um, as, as far as the screening services, um, one of the unique things, there, there are a myriad of screening services in the industry today. And, uh, and people think that it's a commodity in this industry, and it really truly is not. Um, one of the unique elements of our screening service, again, we're trying to get people to a point where they can they can cash out on an owner financing deal. So what's important to understand from anybody who's placing somebody in a property is, is how long is it going to take for them to be mortgage ready in consideration of really uh, two main elements. And that is debt to income ratio. And we call it affordability analysis and also credit and, uh, and, and way more on the credit later on. But, uh, the credit, one of the unique things we're going to give you with that is, is how long is it going to be for being mortgage ready and uh, if they engage in credit repair and all, and all credit repair uh, companies are not a commodity either. But how much, how valuable is that information before you place somebody in a property to know how long it's going to be until they can be mortgage ready and have them have an action plan. And then along the way that you can follow up with it and you can play along and track their results. And that's the unique thing about our screening company. Outside of that, Keith, we still do the criminal background check and the Megan's Law report. We provide a copy of our credit, credit report as well. And then we're also issuing some um, disclosure forms, disclosure forms that they can sign at closing that say simply that they're gonna, not going to change their income or their debt load. And the debt to income ratio analysis, uh, the guy's not going to go out and buy a Mercedes right before he goes to qualify. So you know, that's one element in the and then perhaps that, uh, that, that, that the income, let's say the guy is, uh, owns a, mm, a construction business or a landscaping business, and he needs to know how much income he needs to show on his adjusted gross income on his tax returns for a two-year period in order to qualify for a loan of uh, $200,000. And um, you know, he needs to, so he needs to figure things out backwards because he, he's, he's trying to uh, you know, sharpen, his pen, sharpen his pencil and not pay as much in taxes. So we're here to help figure that stuff out uh, on the onset and have people sign so that they, they say that they're going to be able to show or show that much income whenever the time comes. So that's what's really unique about it. Um, other than that, you know, there's a bunch of, uh, of screening companies out there. 
that don't do anything near what we're asking or what we're what we're performing for our our clients. That sounds like a, pr- a pretty robust service, and and I think knowing, you know, as I, I kind of preach on, on on the podcast here, when we, when it comes to lending, I always look at the worst case scenario and try to mitigate my risk, reverse engineer it backwards. And I think getting into an owner finance deal or loaning on an owner finance deal and having that investor and that lender know is this a viable candidate in three years? Can he cash out or she cash out? Or is this going to be a case of, you know, if that, then that lender, that investor needs to get comfortable with this will be a long-term loan on, on the owner finance side of things. And if they want to do that, fine. But if not, at least they know ahead of time, this, this particular candidate, this buyer is, is probably not going to, not going to work out. And so maybe it means longer payments and they won't get all the cash back so quickly. So that is uh, how does, how does it start? Uh, how does the process start with, with you guys? Well, the, in order to engage somebody in our tenant screening, we usually send them to the, te- to the tenant screening first before they go to the credit repair. The only instance in which they would just go directly to the credit repair is guys already in the house. And okay. now we need to cash them out. So we don't necessarily need to screen them. We just need to cash them out. So that would, that person would go to the credit repair first. Gotcha. Uh, and for that, they would just, you would just send them directly to mycreditteam.com. Um, and they can fill out a request for a contact form or a scheduling form. And, um, you know, and that's why they can get started there. It's a real simple form, just name, address, and what time should I call you and phone number, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But for the screening, they would go to screenthetenant.com. Um, and here's the neat, the neat thing about this site. Think of it kind of as a Y in the road. When you get to the site, there's two different ways that the application can be rendered. It can be rendered by the tenant buyer. So there's a tenant buyer application on the page. There's links to it there. You'll figure it out. And then also there is a uh, tenant uh, application completed by seller on behalf of the tenant buyers. In other words, I, as a real estate investor, and by the way, my wife and I were real estate investors too. I, as a real estate investor, I can come on and I can uh, have the application already on hand. Uh, maybe I've taken the application already and, uh, and, and the fee from the applicant and I can go and fill it out there. And either way, it will come to us. The information that's needed to be passed, especially if the tenant buyer does it, is he needs to know the name, address, and phone number of the real estate investor or the person who uh, controls the property. Uh, that way I know where to send the forms, that way I know where to send the, uh, the reports. And when you say who controls the property, you're talking about who's on the deed? Or who has that uh, first position lien? Yeah, it could be it could be who's on the deed or whoever the real estate investor who is buying and owner financing, you know, whenever they yeah. So who who's ever on the deed? Yes, correct. Okay. Cool. Um, sorry, I just I just went blank off to edit this out because uh, <laughs> I wanted to get that I wanted to get that point clear. Um, so okay, how about let's talk about the uh, talk about the application and. Okay, you, you spoke about some disclosure forms, and I assume there's other documents once, once a, a tenant buyer or a buyer goes through this process. What, what is produced for them? What, what, let's talk about those disclosures a little more and the documents that are provided. Yeah, the deliverables that we're going to be providing, uh, we call it our packet whenever we send it out. And by the way, we send it out by PDF, and it's really nice uh, to have a all-in-one inclusive packet like that. You basically, you can print it out, put it in your file, or, or have it on a thumb drive, or have it on your, you know, your hard drive. But anyhow, the packet is inclusive of um, the criminal background check and the sex offender report. It's fairly extensive what, what we get with that. And then, and then here's, here's one of the really neat things. 
I'll take the credit report and I'll put it in a PDF format. And then I've got some toolbars uh, with this. And so I, I'll mark the credit report up and I'll give you like red flags. And there's, there's a difference between passings. In order to get qualified for a mortgage, there's really two main elements that have to be in play here. One is the score needs to be where it needs to be. And the other one is passing guidelines. Let me give you an example of where they can contradict. Let's just say somebody has a bankruptcy or a foreclosure on the credit report within the last year. However, their score is above 620 or 640 even, which is quite possible for that to occur. They still wouldn't pass guidelines in terms of getting certain loans because of the recency of the nasty that was on the credit report but the score would be there. And, 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 the, and the, on the flip side of that coin could also be true as well. So we're looking at, at both of those. And as I mark up the credit report, I'm gonna be putting on there some, um, some tips and tricks and some things, uh, like things that are missing on there, like uh, new credit. They're not gonna have enough new credit. And I would advise that they get a $5,000 unsecured card, which is one of the things that I can provide for them. An unsecured card that uh, and secured versus unsecured is that's a whole different conversation too. Uh, you want to have unsecured cards on your credit report because it means it's something that that no somebody took a chance on you. Whenever you do a secured card, you're basically putting your own money up for for play, like three hundred bucks, and 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 then you know if I if I flake on my three hundred dollar debt that I have with my creditor, then he just takes my down payment or my security deposit, and he then says bad things about me on the credit report. Right. So. So there's, there's, different, there's different plays along the way. And as I mark up the credit report, I'll also give you like, I'll look for example as, is there anything on the credit report that says anything like, like apartments or property management company or something like that that stands out to me that would indicate to me that you should ask more questions. So I'm not saying that you should disqualify someone because they have something on there from a property management company, some sort of judgment. It is something to be concerned about. And I would definitely ask, for some sort of written explanation. So this insight from a professional has done this for thousands of people is extremely valuable uh, for whenever you're trying to play somebody in a property uh, on an owner finance deal. You wanna make certain that they're gonna get to the end game, which is where they put their name on the title to the property, not just where they're just getting the keys to move in. Right, That's, and I guess this this also would work for your service would work for an average Joe off the street as well, not just an owner finance, not just a lease option tenant buyer, but the, to, the strategy to improve, improve a credit score. Uh, for example, let's say um, someone young gets out of college, wants to get into real estate investing, but um, can't even go get a, a bank loan because they got a credit card in college and let it, let it uh, well, do what a lot of us did in college, <laughs> get into trouble and get into hawk with it. But what it, what it, it, your service isn't just limited to, to the real estate side, is it, can anyone utilize your service as well? No, no, excellent question, glad you asked that. So, because um, you know, we, we kind of get by osmosis, we get a lot of people that come to us, um, you know, as I talk to the real estate investment community, and I've done presentations at RIAs and, and with a lot of other uh, gurus out there, um, many times people come to us as they're just, they're newbies in the industry or, or for whatever reason, they've got run over by life by divorce or, or sickness or, or death or whatever in the family. And so what happens is um, 
you know, we're getting a lot of people that come to us and, and, oh yeah, by the way, I need to do this for myself too. So we kind of have a special deal for, for people that are referring people to us. And in addition to that, they're, they're also need their own credit cleaned up. So what we'll do for them is, is we'll, we'll get them in, we'll get them enrolled. Uh, they'll still pay the standard pricing, but anytime they refer somebody to us, they'll get $50 off of their next payment. So I've had people go through our program and end up getting it for free because of all the people that they refer to us. Wow. But, you know, a direct answer to your question though. Yes, this is good for, for anyone. Uh, credit repair, as I said before, screening, tenant screening is not a commodity because you really need to have certain, you know, like how long it's going to be to be mortgage ready. Credit repair has that same type of um, stigma to it and that it's not a commodity. When you think you can plug in XYZ credit repair for ABC credit repair for my credit team, it doesn't, there is so many different business models out there for credit repair. There is paper deletion. Um, and then there's the monthly model. Now we have the, we do the monthly model here. Uh, we've, we've, we've dabbled with the paper deletion. It doesn't work near as well because um, inherently the company who's doing paper deletion is going to dispute things slowly because they don't have a trust mechanism built in with the, the people are going to pay. If I have uh, $15,000 worth of stuff deleted off of someone's credit report. And I put it this way, that was their bill to me, which could be because you, you could, you could have, you know, when paper deletion, it's actually pretty expensive for each item. Um, how do I know after a month that they're going to pay me my 15 grand uh, after I have all kind of success. So, so inherently what, what the companies like that will do is dispute one thing at a time. And until we have some sort of trust factor in play, and that doesn't serve the person who's trying to have the credit repair. So I would, probably stay away from the paper deletion model because also they, they charge a lot of money up front in order to get started uh, because they, they call it a setup fee. It's kind of a garbage fee. Um, so I, I would stay away from those models. Now on the monthly model, really there's, there's two different facets to that too. There's those who dispute one thing at a time like Lexington Law out there, creditrepair.com and about 90 other 98% of the other industry um, uh, experts out there. And then there's those like my company, which will dispute all the negative things all the time. You say, well, gee, that's nice, but what the heck does that do for me as a consumer? Well, uh, here's what, here's the difference. Let's just say, Keith, that you have 10 items on one credit report that are negative. So now that implies you have 30 across three credit bureaus. If I were to dispute one thing every 45 days, you could see how it would take years to accomplish our goal. Yeah. And get you to a point where, you know, you're able to, to go out and buy a car or, or a house or whatever else you want to do in life. With our model, we would dispute all 30 items. We might get 10 off. So 45 days later, you're sitting there with only 20 items left. And then we're going to do another dispute. And let's say we get five off. Now you're down to 15 left on the credit report. So after, you know, even 60 days, you're sitting here 90 days. Now you only have half of your items remaining. Whereas with Lexington Law's model, you'd maybe have two items off. So it's a big, big distinction. You get more bang for your buck. And that is the key piece as to why we can give you an end date on the date you start. If your credit repair company is not doing that for you, then you're not with the right credit repair company because we dispute things all the time, all the items all the time. So we can tell you logically it's going to take so many steps, you know, six steps with the credit bureaus in order to get this thing done. Um, it, that is, see, because if, if you don't do that, then, and, and, and if you, 
If you don't give an end date, then you risk having a frivolous dispute on the credit report. Whenever you get the frivolous tag placed on your credit file at the credit bureaus, it's really hard to undo that. Um, so that's kind of an act of Congress, or you just got to wait for time to have that out element drop off of there. Usually it's about six months of inactivity before the frivolous tag comes off of the credit report. So you've got to be very careful as to know what to, what to say, to whom to say it, when to say it. So it's not just the differences between credit repair companies we're talking about here, Keith. It's also, I want to pair, repair my own credit too. So a, a do-it-yourselfer goes out there and downloads a form from the internet and just sends it off month after month and uh, in a hopes that, it, that they don't respond to one of these that the, the credit bureau sniff that out right away. They know uh, how to deal with that. And the frivolous tag gets slapped on you really quickly. And that's why you get very few things off of there. That's why people have all those frustration levels with, try, with th trying to do this themselves. Uh, I am one of those people that had frustrations trying to do it myself, unfortunately, many years ago. But yeah, I uh, had a business go belly up, got into uh, some hawk and um, it took a lot of certified letters and a lot of time <laughs> to, uh, and, and uh, there was a lot that I did owe, but there was some, you know, that where I found where the, the social security number had been fat fingered, for example, it had nothing to do with me. Those were quite easy to, uh, to, to remove. But uh, I've also worked with folks who've uh, used actually Lexington law and the, um, they ended up having to do all the work themselves. You know, so it was, uh, <laughs> I asked him, well, why are you paying them if you're, you know, you have to do all the mailing and the stamps and, and return receipts and all that stuff. So that's uh, quite interesting. I think uh, your model there is, is yeah. quite interesting. As Coming from someone who has gone through, uh, I did about two months of a credit repair company and I decided, you know what, I got myself into this mess. I'm going to stop. I'll just pull myself out and pay everybody off and wait seven years. Not the best strategy. Don't follow my path <laughs> to credit repair, but that's why I've got you on on the show today. Um, you know, while you're talking, I was thinking there. Um, you know, when when we deal with a a uh, owner finance situation, we're putting someone in the house and we're selling it owner finance. We always run through a residential mortgage loan originator so that their credit can be checked and and, and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, with Dodd Frank and all the federal stuff. I'm curious, with your packet that you provide, does that give the investor any, any um, let's say, legal protections, but does it, does it help buffer them from future lawsuits if this person can't get their act together, their credit together? How does that, how does that work? Dodd-Frank is a particularly uh, nasty uh, thing, or at least it can be if someone uh, invokes Dodd-Frank as a defendable position against a, a, a landlord or an investor or an owner finance deal. Um, in, in, in the sense that if, if, they, if they successfully pull it off, the penalty is that they can get their full uh, non-refundable option deposit that becomes refundable to them at that point because of the Dodd-Frank uh, non-compliance. And then also up to three years worth of the payments that they have made for that particular property. So it can be quite, quite uh, extensive, quite uh, damaging. So we uh, don't tout ourselves as uh, Dodd-Frank compliant. But we, I would say that we are absolutely insurance against Dodd-Frank um, for the sake that the spirit of Dodd-Frank is, it talks about, um, in the spirit of Dodd-Frank, it talks about, did you do everything that you had to do to set them up for success? And, and it, there's really two main elements there. And one is that, uh, did, did you get them from a credit position? Did you give them um, coaching on credit or get them 
Did you get them in a credit position? Were they credit worthy at the time that you started with them? And what did you do to help them get there? And the second is um, from a debt to income ratio perspective. And we handle both of those quite well. We have underwriting guidelines, FHA, VA, USDA, Fannie Mae, and Freddie Mac. When we run them through our program, we're looking at all the guidelines for all of those. And then uh, we, had, we understand the DTI, um, you know, the ratios of 43 back end, 38 front end, or 32, depending upon what program that they're going through. So we're going to basically uh, work through the DTI perspective. And I would put up our, like in Dodd-Frank, it says you have to light, have a licensed mortgage originator. I am currently not a licensed mortgage originator. However, I would put my experience against any licensed mortgage originator out there. Uh, I've written underwriting guidelines before. As I mentioned, I've owned and operated several mortgage companies. So if, if, if it come, push came to shove and I had to offer some sort of testimony or some sort of a deposition, uh, I would think that my, my testimony would be considered to be expert and uh, far in excess of what a, a licensed mortgage originator would, would have. So if you find yourself in court, which we have not, we have never had that happen yet, I'd be happy to, and if, and if you did the screening with us, I'd be happy to, to help you in, uh, in, in offering testimony to keep you compliant or at least help um, uh, protect you against that. And, and that's a great bit because I know a lot of people, especially newbies, get a little worried about lease options and owner financing because of Dodd-Frank. And, you know, when it came out, everyone, it, it just, you can't do it. Everyone just assumed, look, this shuts everything down. Well, it's not, not the case exactly. And someone who has, like yourself, has gone through, you know, has been in the mortgage industry, credit repair and the screening. Yeah, I would, I would, um, I would definitely have, uh, <laughs> I'd throw you under the bus and say, depose Paul, because he can speak a lot better than I can yeah, on, actually, on these topics. Actually, we have even another service I'd like to couple with this. And, and uh, uh, there's a gentleman, his name is Jesse Mills, and I use him for my mortgage origination. Uh, he's also a real estate investor. He's, uh, he understands Dodd-Frank quite well. As, and also, he does what he calls his pre-pre-qualification he has this 33-point checklist that he has people go through. Uh, some of the things that are that are uh, on his checklist are already things that I'm doing too. So we chew a little bit of the same ground, but he takes a before and after snapshot um, of where the people are at. And then and then the and he is a licensed mortgage originator, by the way. So if you really want to be protected, then uh, you know double lock it down with with Jesse too. So uh, he does charge for his service, but but Jesse is. Um, you know, he's going to go through this 33 point checklist. And it's, as I mentioned, it's quite extensive. He's more in the world of guidelines. I'm more in the world of score. Both okay. of them do matter. But Jesse will tell you, you know, for example, here's a guideline that might come up and bite somebody. Uh, guy's got a, a pro, he's got a, um, a car that he stopped making his payments on and they came and they repossessed the vehicle. And he still owes, oh, say $12,000 on this vehicle. That the guideline there talks about $2,000. Anything that's non-medical that's above $2,000, it's on the credit report has to be paid. Well, Jesse would, would basically pick that up and say, okay, well that has to be paid, but you can be on a payment program for that in order to still qualify for the loan. You just have to show that you've, you have an agreement and you've made a couple payments with it. So again, he's a guidelines guy. I'm a score person, but, but both of them really need to be addressed. So, I would definitely say uh, work with a, 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 a loan officer, whether it's Jesse or whoever it's with, who understands these things to protect you. And a, a person you can trust that's gonna get you to the end game. It is important to have your, your credit repair person working with your mortgage originator um, because 
you know, whenever you go, whenever the, mor the mortgage originator goes to pull the credit report, there is um, a little known law out there, or actually an underwriting guideline that states that if an item is in dispute by consumer at the time that the, the, the credit report is pulled, it's an automatic turndown for FHA and, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Well, uh, if I'm working with your uh, mortgage originator, I let them know when the appropriate time to pull the credit report is because there are windows of opportunities while there are people are in our service that the credit report can be pulled. For example, they've gotten the results back in the mail, but we have not sent out the next set of letters. Now, since whenever we send out letters, we instruct the credit bureaus to remove any items in dispute by consumer at the end of their investigation. And since they follow those instructions most of the time, then uh, there's a kind of a clearing uh, in a little windows of opportunities along the way. So if this guy's per if the person's score gets up in the range of 680 plus, uh, we can have them in the service for only four months. They don't have to be in the service for the entire nine months. They can pull the credit and get the job done. Interesting. Uh, and I like, it's, it's like you said, it's insurance as well. And I think having the credit repair, especially for owner financers or lease option people, <clears throat> excuse me, that, I mean, this is a great tool to have in the toolbox and uh, a great, a mem great member to have on your team uh, right up there with, uh, you know, good insurance agents um, and contractors and so on and so forth. So I, uh, I find all of this uh, in credit, having, like I say, having gone through some credit issues in the past and knowing the hassle, um, man, I wish I, I knew about you uh, all those <laughs> years ago because it would have made my life so much easier. Um, I get that a lot. <laughs> I, bet, <laughs> I, bet, I, bet, I bet you do. Um, I, um, can, tell us, um, you, you talked about that, that, that checklist and you, you uh, with the, the, the loan originator and, and it, you have uh, sort of an action item list for the, the, the tenant buyer. Uh, what, so once we get somebody in the house, they're in your program, what, what, is, what are their steps uh, that they need to do? to uh, continue. You touched on it a little bit, but you know, don't go buy a Mercedes, but what, what are more some of those, those, those practical action items that the, the buyer needs to do and, and an investor might need to look out and yeah, make sure there's, no, there's not a new boat in the driveway or uh, you know, an add-on in addition to the house. So uh, run that through, uh, walk us through that if you could, please. 35% of the score is the history of what's on the credit report. And that's what credit repair is all about. Whether it's me or it's Lexington Law or whoever is doing the credit repair, even if they're doing it themselves, that's 35% of the score. So here I am, I'm trying to affect my score. I'm trying to raise it up to a range where I'm gonna be able to get be mortgage ready. And if I've, I've engaged with a credit repair company, no matter who it is, or, or else I'm even doing it myself, I'm affecting 35% of my score. I'm ignoring 65% of my score if I just do that one thing. Here's where the other, and this is, if, if they get engaged with us, we're going we're gonna to attack 100% of the score. It's age of credit mix of credit balance limit ratio, inquiries, uh, new credit versus old credit. So all these other pieces fit into the pie as well. So you say, well, so what else is going to happen during the action plan item or action plan time? And by the way, that's what we're going to issue to the, to the, uh, the, the, the buyer of the property, the tenant buyer. We're going to issue them an action plan. You get disclosures as the, uh, the owner financer or the person in control of the property, you're gonna get your disclosures that are gonna be on the documents. That really is akin to their action plan. One of the really neat things about what we do, and, and uh, as they go through our program, we're gonna talk about um, balance limit ratio and mix of credit are really two big things. So 
I touched a little bit about secured versus unsecured, uh, mix of credit. They really need to have um, responsibility in more than one area. Uh, credit cards are revolving accounts. They are uh, one bucket per se. Another one is installment loans, student loan, car loans, um, uh, furniture loans. Those are all in the installment world. And then thirdly, there's a mortgage that kind of has uh, elements of both in them, but it also has a, a, a title and so on. So FICO wants to see each of those three buckets and it wants to see history on it. It wants to see that they're open and active. Just because I had a credit card years ago does not mean that it's going to uh, really give me some brownie points on my score now. And authorized user versus, uh, you know, uh, a non-authorized user or, or the owner of the card, that makes a difference as well. So not to confuse the matter, FICO wants to see each of those in an open active status. So what we're gonna do is we're, just, we're gonna look at, does this person satisfy that criteria? Now we can't get them to the mortgage piece yet, so that's something we're working toward. But the other two do matter, installment and credit card. So if they don't have those, we're gonna basically ask them to go out and get a furniture loan. Go to Aaron's Furniture, because they report on all three credit bureaus. Rent-to-Center does not. So these are the type of things that they need to know. When you go to errands, you're gonna buy something, something simple like a coffee table, an end table, or a lamp. Because you wanna buy something very inexpensive because you wanna pay it off in 121 days or more. If you pay it off before then, it's considered same as cash. You don't have to pay all that interest. But the problem is it doesn't end up on your credit report because the financing never kicked in. And that's another reason why you wanna buy something very inexpensive because you're not gonna to have to pay a whole bunch of finance fees. So you buy the simple item, you pay it off in four months or more, and you have, now you have, you've satisfied your installment debt. Now you turn your attention to your credit, to your, uh, your credit cards. You wanna have something that has a very high limit and a low balance. We have a jewelry club card that fits this, that just about anybody will get it. There's, there are certain guidelines of people that they will not um, approve for it. People who have uh, open active bankruptcies, have, uh, excessive child support or excessive tax liens that they won't get it. But other than that, um, if, you, if you have a heartbeat and don't have any of those three, you're gonna end up with a, a $5,000 unsecured card. And that means that you don't have to put up the five grand. Now you have to go and you have to buy jewelry from them um, and uh, from their online catalog. So you can't take this card, Keith, and go to Tahiti and sit my ties on the beach. It's not a, it's not a <laughs> universal type card. Uh, but it, for the purpose of raising the score, it is a phenomenal tool. I have seen it raise scores up to 80 points. Normally it's about 35 to 40 points that will raise a score. But that's one of the things, I'm gonna comb through the credit report and make certain that that's on there. If it's not, that becomes a part of the action plan for the person trying to get to uh, a position to be mortgage ready. So that's the play in the 65% world. That's getting everything in play so, uh, so they can be where they need to be. So that's that's the type of thing that you, you need to look at those um, those pieces to see whether or not the company you're working with has the stuff in play. Wow. Okay. That um, yeah, this sounds very a, a very robust uh, combing through of the credit and everything, and uh, it just it sounds very time intensive and expensive. Um, what what kind of what type of fees can someone expect as they go through this? Obviously, they have to be committed to the concept of getting their credit repaired, getting into a house, making good payments, making good decisions. But what can they kind of expect? Uh, 
I say this when I'm thinking about what can somebody afford on a, on a loan, I'd obviously want to take care or take this into consideration and see how long they're going to be in the, how long it's going to take them to be in the program. And that's why I think it's great. You have an end date, but what are some of the, you know, ballpark uh, garden variety costs somebody could expect. For these services, what does it cost for these services? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I was saying, what, what, what can a tenant buyer expect? Uh, okay. To pay? Okay. So a tenant buyer going onto the screen, the tenant website, they're going to pay $50 per applicant. That's it. Ding, ding, ding. That's all. $50 per applicant. So for that, we're going to give them how long is it going to be for them to be mortgage ready, the disclosure forms that need to be signed at closing, the um, criminal background check and Megan's eye report. Uh, they're going to get all of that. You, actually, they don't get that part. You get that part as, as the, um, the person who referred them over to us. But it's only $50 per person. You would think it's much more. Um, but yeah. Whenever I sat down with, with Ron LeGrand and put this whole thing together a couple of years ago, it was about five years ago. So uh, <laughs> there's been some growing pains along the way to really perfect how these reports come uh, you know, into, into, uh, into a fold here. But whenever I sat down with him, um, you know, I, I started out at $100. I said, I should be a $100 a person. All I want to do all that stuff. And he says, no, Paul, it's going to be $50. I said, oh, okay, it's going to be $50. <laughs> well, if Ron LeGrand's telling you that, yeah, probably. <laughs> you might want to listen. <laughs> yeah, so he got my attention, and, and he was right. He was absolutely right. The pricing is set. It's very affordable. It, and, and, and to be honest with you, Keith, it's not a moneymaker for us. We spend as much time and effort getting the credit reports, getting the income documentation, pay stubs, W-2s, putting it all on the uh, through the software, in order for them to uh, to figure out the affordability analysis, um, and then providing all those reports to you, uh, that that essentially my cost on is fifty bucks. So why do I do it? It's because I have the opportunity to pitch credit repair. That's where I make a little bit of coin, uh, doing going sending people through the credit repair. And you say, okay, that's nice, but how much are you? Geez, are you going to get me on the credit repair? Uh, no, my cost is essentially the same as at Lexington Law CreditRepair.com. Or anyone else out there, they're basically all charged about 120 per month. That's what we charge for our VIP program. So um, that means that we send the letters out to the credit bureaus, the same as they do, and and whenever the results are due, that we pull those results online. So it's 120 per month. But here's the cool thing with our credit repair: we um, are going to be done in nine months. Lexington Law will never tell you that. They will never tell you an end date. So. Uh, you actually save a little bit of money because you're not being stretched out for years and years on end. And we're be waiving our $79 analysis fee for everybody who's downloaded this and listened to this from uh, this broadcast. So we're going to waive that for anybody who wants to do their own credit repair or anyone they refer to us. We'll be waiving our consultation fee. So anyone's going to be able to find out for free what we can do for them. They'll be able to talk to a credit expert for free. What they probably want to do is they want to have um, a credit karma account so they don't have to get hit with an inquiry. So uh, we can go right in and start uh, talking about the credit report as soon as we uh, talk with them and give them those tips and tricks that we talked about. Um, and I'm also going to waive the $119 setup fee. Oh, wow. The setup fee is, is, the, is the fee that typically we would charge to a tenant buyer so that, that they can track the results online real time, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. But more importantly, as an owner finance, um, a person who's owner financing this property, I'm going to be able to track those results as well. So really two people can track it, the person who's enrolled in it and the person who referred that person who's enrolled in it. 
So now I can play along. I can go and look, is, is this person still in the service? When were the last letters sent out? What items got deleted from the credit report? What items remain on the credit report? All that information is available to me anytime that I want if I refer somebody through this. And I'm waiving that $119 setup fee for everybody that came to us through your broadcast today. Wow, that's, uh, thank you for making uh, an offer. Uh, such a good, I mean, you're waiving a, a, an, an analysis fee and a setup fee uh, for the listeners. And I, you know, anyone who's out there, lease options, owner financing, uh, definitely uh, get with, with Paul and, and his companies. Uh, Paul, can you go ahead and give us the, those websites again and how they, how they get a hold of this? Um, how, can they, how can they get a part of the, get into this offer and how they can contact your company? Yeah, yeah. The, what, what they're going to do is if they're just going to go ahead and, and uh, send an application, they're going to send it through screenthetenant.com, spelled just like it sounds, S-C-R-E-E-N, the, T-E-H-E, tenant, T-E-N-A-N-T.com. And when they go there, they're going to see an animated GIF, which is an image file. It's a house with a key opening up, just to make certain that they went to the right site. And then they're going to see um, on the menu bar, uh, application to be completed by tenant buyer or one to be completed by seller on behalf of tenant buyer. One, those are the two main, um, uh, that, that's how they actually get started. Don't, around that, there are some other things there too. There's some samples of the, what the uh, the affordability analysis looks like under the real estate investor tab. All you gotta do is click on that. There's a bunch of really good information there. There's some more, there's some interviews that I've done over time. So some multimedia stuff there too. Uh, so there's, there's other pieces around it. it talks about, there's more information that what the criminal background check and the Megan's law report and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of information around it, but those are the main elements there at screen the tenant. So you as a, uh, a real estate investor or somebody who owns a piece of property and you're trying to place a, a, a tenant buyer in, in, in a property, um, th that's the way to do it because once you send them through screen the tenant, the screen the tenant company will introduce them to the credit repair company. Now you might want to break the ice to the people, to the tenant buyer before you send them to the tenant screening company. And here's kind of what, what they say often. They'll say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in buying this property, but I'm kind of afraid I don't, you know, I can't qualify for a mortgage now. I've got some money to put down on it, but I don't know, you know, how I'm going to get there. Well, we have a program for that. And this is what you're, you, this is, I'm speaking now in the, the tense of, I am a real estate investor talking to a person. We have a program for that. And here's what our program, you can get in with damaged credit. We're going to help you uh, fix up your credit along the way so that you can get to a place that you can be mortgage ready. And furthermore, we'll let you know how long it's going to take and what your action plan is going to be. All you need to do, and that, they would just send them directly to screenthetenant.com and we'll take over from there. So it's nice if you break the ice and let them know, give them some comfort level and let them know that we have a plan and it's going to go down a, a path of credit repair. And by the way, Keith, people think they're, they're fixing their own credit a lot of time and they're really destroying their credit. And what happens with- uh, Yeah, well, say, please, please, please elaborate on that a little bit because I think I may have done that. <laughs> what happens is people don't understand. This is a very simple concept. And when you, when you think about, when you peel back the layers of the onion, you think about this, you can kind of understand how this all comes into, into play. Um, so what happens is people think, oh, I'm just going to pay off my old collections and charge off. I've got a windfall of money. I got my tax return back or whatever. And I'm going to go in and basically make good on all these old medical debts or whatever. So as, as they do that, essentially what they're doing is they're taking an old collection and they're making it current by making a payment toward it or paying it off. Okay. 
that sounds like it should lower my score because really I'm lowering my risk, ain't I? Because when I'm paying off an old collection or charge off because it's no longer going to be on my credit record. Well, problem is this. Not only is it still on your credit record because you paid it, now essentially you've admitted guilt to it, but you updated the date of last activity. Think of it this way. FICO has this bright light on everything, everything that's happening on our, in our life now. It cares very little about things that happened six, well actually zero, things that happened more than seven years ago for most items. Uh, things that happened six years ago, it very, cares very little. In other words, it doesn't factor that into the algorithm or the equation that generates uh, the score, which is basically a level of risk. So whenever it goes to do that, it, it sees these things from yesteryear. Let's just take an extreme example. Six years ago, I had a, I had a medical bill on my credit report that, that popped up and, um, and now I'm paying on it. Now I made it a current, my action of payment, payment on it made it a current item. And now it's shined a real bright light on it because it says, FICO says, that's what's going on in Paul's life today because he has a current collection. And my score drops like a rock and people sit there and scratch their head and say, what the heck happened? I'm trying to fix my credit and the score is going down. That's because they don't understand the process. The removal of that item is what they really were, were, were searching for. And payment does not equal removal. Payment equals zeroing out balance. Payment does not remove history. And the history is what FICO is basing its score on. And it's not necessarily the balance. It's somewhat the balance, but not necessarily. More so, it's recency of activity is what FICO is basing its score on. So be careful with DIY, do-it-yourself credit repair, because and, 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 and people come to you and, I, and I'll say, I'm, I want to own a finance, finance my house out to somebody and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm already repairing my own credit. I got that covered. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I got a person who will evaluate your plan for free and give you some tips and tricks. Um, can I can I refer them to? It? And by the way, if you if you say, hey, uh, yeah, here here's his number, give him a call. I get a call about twenty percent of the time. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, what the better play here is to say, hey, uh, can I give you his? Uh, can I give him your name and phone number? And what time would be appropriate time for him to call? Because if you refer them to me and you give me their phone number, they get called 100% of the time. Right. Yeah. And by the way, if someone's in our credit enhancement program and they, and they don't go all the way through, we let you know right away. The day, the minutes of, the time that they leave our service, we let, we let you know. And, and sometimes they're coming out the other side of our service, they're done with it because we've got everything off the credit report. Isn't that valuable information to know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, being informed information is really what's going to be the key component that's going to get you to a place where you know everyone's happy it's all about everybody winning here you know we want to see you win we want the person who, get, who gets placed in the property we want them to cash to cash you out it's the end game that matters here absolutely no that's that's uh that's, I, I find this all very very fascinating especially the, the fact that you've you know taken the time and learned all of this um is is, is, is amazing uh, because even though I, you know, I preach to my kids, uh, you know, credit is everything. And you know, when you need it and you don't have it is the worst, you know, so have it, but never need it is, is the way to go. But, you know, as we found, especially after the housing crisis and now with, you know, here in the Houston area with, with Harvey, you know, owner financing lease options are becoming more and more viable for people that have lost, uh, you know, their homes and whatnot. So I think this is a, uh, a great service. And if uh, you gave the website screen, the website screen, the tenant.com and you also have my credit team.com. 
those we'll put those in the, in the show notes for everybody. But how do they get the hold of that special offer of the uh, of you waiving your fees? Well, since they came to us through your for for today uh, for downloading and listening to us today, and by the way, this offer is going to be perpetual too. If they come to me through you, then they're going to get this offer not just today, but anybody in the future. We're going to waive the $198 fee of fees, $79 analysis fee, and the $119 setup fee. And I'll, you know, tell you what, I'm in a good mood. Let me throw one more offer on the table for you, if I may, here for, for your listeners today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I want them to try it. I believe in this. This is a noble, this is a noble thing that people are doing, putting people into houses. And you talk about the hurricanes and, and the catastrophes in life and people get run over by life. I, I have compassion, you know, uh, I, I walk in the way of the Lord and that's the way I run my company. So what I'm going to do for your listeners today is I'm going to set anybody up who listens to this with uh, four coupons. So here's what they need to do in order to get these four coupons. The, the coupons are gonna be good for 50% off. So let's just say you're going to, you're going to do a husband and wife. That costs you $100, okay, uh, $50 a piece. So the coupon would knock 50 bucks off of that. And you can use the coupon four times. So you're gonna get up to $200 worth of value in these coupons. Uh, all, I, all I need to have their information, and all I need to do is send them a coupon will be, they'll need to text their phone number. Excuse me, I'll get the phone number from the text. Sorry about that. Um, all I need to do is text their name and their email address to 412-242-2733. And I will send them those four unique coupons that they can use. Um, actually, it's one coupon that they can use four times uh, on screenthetenant.com and it's going to be for 50% off. So they'll get up to $200 of value. In addition to everything else I've already mentioned, the $198 upfront uh, money off. And that's because they came to us through you today, Keith. Well, excellent. Thank you for throwing that, that, extra, uh, that extra cherry on top for the listeners. And I, I think it's great that you're, yeah, you, you've come on, you've, you've explained what, what a great service you have and how it can help a lot of investors. But also, more importantly, it helps, like you said, people who may have had life run over them. You know, um, that's the, the one downside, I think, of real estate investing is sometimes you, or a lot of times as investors, you, you're, you are dealing with stories that are, you know, tragic and sad. And I think, you know, rather than just evicting somebody and being a landlord by owner financing and lease option, you're, you're giving them another way that, you know, the uh, conventional mainstream uh, has, has disallowed for, for many people. So, uh, thank you for the service and thank you for providing uh, such a wonderful offer for the listeners. And I highly recommend everybody text your, your name and email to 412-242-2733. And um, yeah, Paul, is, is there, is there anything else? Um, uh, anything else you'd like to, to tell uh, our listeners today before we sign off? Yeah. Yeah. We do offer business credit as well. Uh, so business credit uh, is a little different than consumer credit because it works off of a Paydex score and a Dun & Bradstreet rating. So we do offer business credit. Now, business credit is a lot more expensive than personal credit. You don't get away for, you know, 120 bucks a month for nine months. Business credit is is uh, $2,700 up front. But for that, you're going to get a coach, a business coach, credit coach for an entire year. And you're going to get use of the software for five years. And the software is an application tool, whereas you can make one application and, and you can then, and then take that application and send it out to Lowe's, uh, Home Depot, uh, you know, uh, uh, an internet service company or whatever, anybody else you want to. But again, it does not affect your personal credit. Uh, business credit doesn't. It, it, it's nice to have good personal credit in order to establish business credit, but it's not, 
is not necessary. They work a little bit differently on cash and collateral and and, and other and other elements. Um, that's what they're looking at. So, if you're interested in the business credit, just give me a, a give us a call directly. And that texting number that I mentioned earlier, that's also a phone number, so you can just call on that number uh, and and ask a little bit more about the business credit. We'll send you out some uh, video that will educate you a little bit more on it. And if you still have an interest after that, oh by the way, if they if they do the personal credit and then they do the business credit afterwards, you know, I'll apply all the money that they paid toward personal credit toward business credit. So one, wow. so a hundred percent of that money can be applied toward it. Uh, and the reverse is true too. If they do the business credit first, I'll give them the personal credit for free. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's, um, aren't you just a deal maker, man? Look at this. <laughs> you're giving, <laughs> you're giving a lot away. That's great though. Great service. Uh, great offers. Well, we want to get the word out, you know, and that's, and that's what it's all about. That's why I'm here talking with you today, Keith. I mean, this is a, a service that this is not our first rodeo. We've done this for thousands of people, but let's get the word out. That's, we have a noble profession here. We all, we as real estate investors and people who are buying notes and, and making all this possible, we should be, pat ourselves on the back a little bit and understand where we fit in, uh, in our society, in our communities. You know, we're providing um, homes, sometimes very beautiful homes for people who otherwise could not buy a toaster on credit. Um, we're giving them not only the home for them to live in and have their children go to the school that they want to attend and, and be in the community they want to be in, but also we're, we're giving them a path toward the ownership of that property, not just the rental of that property. So what we're doing here, um, you and I, and everyone who's listening to this, you know, we really need to take pride in our work and, 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 and understand that, uh, that it's the bigger picture of what we're doing uh, for our, our, our fellow man. And that's why you know, I'm, I'm here to offer my services because I'm, I, I understand what needs to be done. I've come up uh, and I've, I've used the tools that have, that have given me and uh, to me and, and, and God willing, the intelligence he's, he's provided me to help help other people. And that's what, the, you know, the, when I leave this world, I wanna be judged on, on what I've done to help others. And that's, I'm sitting here today, getting the word out and offering these services at very reasonable rates, not, be, not because I, I wanna be a millionaire, that'd be nice too, but that's not my main thrust here. My main thrust here is to be able to help my, my fellow man um, to, to help carve out a little bit better life for himself. Well, Paul, I, I think that's great. I'm going to, I'm going to put everything, all this information in the show notes. Uh, so, uh, if, if people are listening in their car, you know, screen the tenant.com, my credit team.com, the phone number and everything else. And Paul, I've, I've really enjoyed this interview. Thank you for coming on. And, um, yeah, I wish you a happy credit repairing for other people and, and happy <laughs> investing. Oh, and, and I do, and I will, I will look, uh, look you up the next time I'm in Pittsburgh, but I, I, I will be wearing my Dallas Cowboys shirt. So you'll have to protect <laughs> me from uh, beer bottles and whatnot being thrown at me, but no, that's please. okay. I, I, we, we have some very friendly bars around here. We could take you to, and you can even wear a Dallas Cowboy hat. You'd be okay. I'll be okay. As long as I'm drinking Iron City, I think uh, I'll be okay. Right. But, uh, I think well, as long as you're sitting next to, to, to a Pittsburgher, who knows yeah. Pittsburghese. Uh, yeah, you'll be okay. Drink some Iron City beer. Yeah. I, I really enjoy uh, talking with you today, Keith, and um, I'm looking forward to, to helping not only you, but anybody in the world, that, uh, your universe, and, um, and, and whatever I can do to help expand your, your universe as well, I'm here. It caught me in. Oh, thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it as well. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to having you uh, back on at, at some point in the future.
You're, so, you're welcome. Much, much right. appreciated. All right, thank you. Take care. All right, that's going to do it with my interview with Paul today. Please go to privatelanderpodcast.com, show number 18. Check out the show notes so that you can get a hold of Paul at either screenthetenant.com or mycreditteam.com. And don't forget, email your name. I'm sorry, not an email. Text. Please text your name and email address to 412-242-2733. Again, text your name and email address to the following number, 412-242-2733. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Paul Ritter. And I wish everyone out there happy and prosperous investing and lending. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time. Pay that man his money.